Life is Great is just about being positive. It was something that my dad always used to say. So we'd be sitting out on the patio and, and he would just be like, you know what, life is great or we're really blessed or something like that. And, and it's really true. I mean, it really is. Everybody really has a reason to say that life is great. Mm-hmm. You know, things could always be worse. You know what I mean? Once you start comparing yourself, that's when life does not become great anymore. And that's right. what we shouldn't be doing. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello? Hey, John. This is Jim Carr of Car Machine and Tool in Elk Grove Village. How are you this afternoon? I'm well, thanks. Hey, I just wanted to give you a quick call. I'm in the studio right now with my co-host, Jason Zanger. How you doing, John? Good, how are you? Good. Yeah, we're, we're just going over. Um, we're we're kind of getting excited for the Cranes Manufacturing Summit on February 25th downtown at the Ritz-Carlton in Chicago. And I know you're going to be one of the panelists that I'm going to be moderating that day. And I just thought we'd talk a little bit about some exciting things that we might hear from you with regards to what you're planning on saying that particular day. I know it's going to be a great show. I've been there for the last few years, and the networking and all the high-power manufacturing leaders are going to be there. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Jason, did you want to tell our listeners a little bit about John and what he's doing? Well, yeah, just to start off, John is the president at Trident Manufacturing. And one of the things that, that stuck out for me when I was when I was reading about you, John, we, we haven't met in person, but um, you know, I did a little bit of research on you. And you mentioned that Trident has a high-performance culture. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I think what's interesting about my background and you know, I, I hope I bring value to this meeting, but I have I have two businesses. One is Trident Manufacturing. The other one is a company called Elgin Diamond. Elgin Diamond is a 47-year-old injection molder and assembler of safety critical parts for automotive. And what Elgin Diamond has been is a very efficient global supplier of high-quality components. And we're predominantly with the automotive background. We've had to learn how to be very efficient and very lean. And I know one of the topics we're talking about is innovation. And right, I exactly. That I believe that innovation is really kind of a loose term, and a lot of people think of innovation as the newest, coolest, creative invention. And I view innovation as anything you do better, and that's the culture of automotive. And automotive is always, you know, quality first, but what can you do to make it better? How can you drive waste or cost out of the system, whether it's in design, process, uh, manufacturability, to improve efficiency, cost, and quality? And so that was my background. And in 2010, I was approached by somebody to look at this uh, contract manufacturer of medical devices. And it was really interesting because I saw the products they were making are exactly what I do every day. I mean, it's plastic and the metal and, and assembly and gluing and heat sealing and sonic welding. But it was in a different space. Cool. And as I started going into the med device space, I really realized that they do a lot of their manufacturing and design based on functionality. Okay. And they haven't okay. embraced. They haven't embraced driving waste out of the system. 
Cool. So yeah. I think what we are is best in class at driving efficiency and waste out of the system. Cool. It sounds great. I mean, I, I can't wait for you to embellish a little bit more about that at the summit. It sounds like you got a, a lot of rich history there and um, and looking forward to sharing it with the audience that day at the at the summit. John, I do have one follow-up question. And just like Jim said, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the summit too, going to learn a lot of new things. Um, when you talk about innovation and always making those improvements, do you see those as little daily improvements or do you see them as big improvements that you need to make? It's a daily culture of nothing's ever good enough. Yeah, I agree. Something breaks. How do you get a root cause and figure out what the heck happened? You know, I, I look at it from if an order, you know, I get an EDI and it goes in wrong, what happened and how do we make it better? So it's, it's really teaching your staff how to look at problems and how to find a solution that's going to be robust and make it better. And that that's the big thing I'm seeing is that we do well that the new industry is really learning. Yep. I call those baby step forwards and um, uh, just continual improvement baby steps. That's, don't, that, don't we call that Kaizen too? There's a lot of sexy names for it, but um, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I like to say baby steps. So yeah, anyway. the first time I ever heard somebody call um, Japanese word sexy, <laughs> So, but we'll go with it. <laughs> hey, John, thanks so much for taking our call this morning. I'm really looking forward to meeting you in person again at the annual Cranes Manufacturing event. It's February 25th in the morning. It's a breakfast uh, reception at the Ritz-Carlton downtown Chicago. People can sign up by going to chicagobusiness.com forward slash manu. And if they enter the promo code MANU2, they'll get a buy one, get one free discount. And that's only exclusively for manufacturing people. Thanks again, John. We appreciate your time with us today. And again, we look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks, John. We look forward to meeting you. Thanks, guys. Bye now. Take care. Hello, everybody. This is Jim. Glad that you tuned in today. We're happy to have you here with us. I'm in our beautiful downtown Chicago studio with my good friend and co-host, Jason Zenger. Say hello, Jason. Hello. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Great. It's a Friday afternoon. A uh, lot's going on. And again, happy to be here in the studio with you and Ryan. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, talking about making chips and all the things around it. We're here to equip manufacturing leaders. Equip and inspire. And inspire. I'm inspired all the time. You're going to lead this one today, right? I am, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Hopefully I don't lead you to sleep. No, no, not this time. I I'll stop you before then. But I just want to share with our listeners that, uh, you know, we really have had some great growth over the last 12 months. Yeah, things have been really booming for the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're excited for the future. We're excited for 2016. I am. I know for sure. We had a record download day yesterday, and uh, it seems like every month we always exceed our expectations with regards to record months. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got some sponsors coming on. Um, you know, we, we've said this before, but I think it's worth mentioning it again, and Hopefully our listeners don't mind the sponsorship. Um, the reason that we do it is is not to put money in you know Jim and Jason's pocket or anything like that. It's purely to make this podcast better. Right. So you know Ryan unfortunately does not want to work for free. So no, we, we tried we tried paying him for free. He wouldn't accept it. So we have to pay him. Um, we we have to pay for that pretty uh, hair that he has. He uses a lot of uh, a lot shampoo of conditioner yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> to style that. Yeah. <laughs> and um and also editing and just all that kind of stuff associated with it. But we've got great sponsors. Um, the one thing that Jim and I have always been committed to is that we want manufacturing sponsors. We're not going to take on anybody that's not relevant. So Absolutely. it's going to be somebody that's going to give you valuable information too at the same time. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. You know, our listeners are doing a really good job about reaching out to us. I shared with you yesterday, and I'll share with our listeners right now that um, 
one of our listeners down in uh, in Florida, I, I believe it was West Palm Beach, and I, I apologize if I didn't get that correctly, but uh, Rob Lindsay, he's the shop manager of Bobby Soul's Propellers down there. They are they do aftermarket propeller parts. Uh, he had what do you call he's, you about? Well, was weird. Or he, did he email you? He did. He emailed through me, me through my car machine website. So I finally called him. He he put his phone number down, and I called him back. And he said, you know, you're probably wondering how I got a hold of you because I'm a big fan of your podcast. Great. And I said, that's fantastic. He goes, yeah, I really like it and everything. And he says, but I have a, a, a machining part, I think a machining part that you might be interested in. And we talked a little bit and um, it was not a good fit for for me well, personally. Well, first of all, you also said that he was surprised that you called him back. Yeah, he was surprised. Yeah, I, I'll call you back if you send me an email and it's relevant. I'd love to engage yeah. with more of our listeners. Yeah, you, we like to talk to people. We like to talk. So, yeah, we I mean, do like you know, to talk. It's not if, if you contact one of us, it's not going to be you know just some random person that calls you back. It's going to be Jim or I. Yeah, so, exactly. It's, you know. it's not going to be that particular minute, but yeah, we'll get back with you for sure. So feel free to reach out to us. We're very approachable. But anyway, Rob called me. We talked about a project he was doing for the Marine Propulsion Company. It's Bobby Souls down in Florida. So what exactly did he want you to, to quote on? He needed perforated metal that was put in on a 45 degree angle. So more of a stamping type job. Yeah, it was not a good fit for car machine and tool, which, you know, we're very niche too. So, um, I recommended because, you know, uh, I'm going to be the chairman of the TMA, which is a manufacturing association here regionally in Chicago. I know a lot of people and I hopefully found the right fit for him for his job. So yeah, you happen to know somebody that specializes in perforated, perforated metal stamping. <laughs> I know it's it's I hope I hope it was a good fit for you, Rob. And um, just want people to know that we are available as resources to you. Absolutely. If you have any questions um, with regards to where to outsource particular jobs. So with that said, Jason, let's get into our episode. I didn't do too much research. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Well, we had one other thing that we were going to talk about too. What was that? Um, I, I actually, I've got a question for the listeners. Um, it's something that, you know, just recently came across my brain. It was something that I just recently stumbled upon. Um, there's this show actually that is related to machining called Titan American Built. And I don't think you had never heard about never. this. Never. It's, it's a TV show hosted by this gentleman, Titan Gilroy, and he actually owns a machining company in California, and he produces this show um, that's on, you know, if you have satellite or cable, um, there's a chance that you could find it. I, I actually, I'm kind of cheap, so I only pay for, like, basic cable, so I probably don't have it, but, you know, a lot of other people can get it. They have episodes, I think, on YouTube and, and iTunes and stuff. You probably have an Apple box, right? I do, yeah, yeah of course. I, yeah, yeah. I try to, I'm actually going to try to get rid of my cable. But anyway, that's a whole other um, conversation. But anyway, he's producing the show, and I think he has a lot of the same objectives or a similar mission that we have at Making Chips. So he's trying to promote the American machining community. Through his TV show. Um, Well, through his TV show and, and through promotion of American manufacturing. And, you know, he's different than us, okay? So we're trying to equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. Um, his show is different. I think it's tailored more towards maybe the machinist. But we have a lot in common. Um, you know, I found out that we have some other personal things um, in common too. But I think his story is very compelling. He he was actually offered a job in the machining industry after coming out of prison. And so one of his missions is actually to um, mentor and train convicted felons that come out of prison. Cool. So, which is interesting, you know. So that's his mantra. He's been it's through it before. It. Yeah. He's, he's, he was given he's, a chance. He's given a chance and he was successful at that opportunity. Yeah. 
and now he's given back to his community. Yep. And, or, and he's also got, you know, similar to you in that, you know, he is a machinist like you or you are a machinist. You mm-hmm. were a machinist. I was. He's kind of um, running the company just like you're running the company. His son is actually working in the company now too cool. as a machinist just like your son Ryan is. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be interesting to talk with him and have him on the show maybe at a, at a future time. Where is he based out of? Um, I think outside of Sacramento, California. Okay. So we I guess could, we could I, go to him if we wanted yeah, to. Yeah. I, I guess what I'd like to know from you, the listener, is have you watched the show and what do you think? Yeah, that's good feedback. That's great. So feedback. let us know. Yeah. How do, how do they leave us feedback? What's the best way? Um, I would say email us or call us. That, that's to me, that's the What's best way. What's your email, Jason? So Jason at makingchips.com and then Jim at makingchips.com. Very good. Or they can call us at 312-725-0245 and leave a message. Good. And the gentleman's name at Titan is again? His his real name is Titan. Titan? Yeah. It's not It's not like his, you know, it's not like a made up name or something like that. His Titan, first name his is? first name is Titan. Okay. And his yeah. last name is? Gilroy. Gilroy. Okay. Yeah. We will look out for that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about yeah. this episode. I, I know this is something that's really impactful in, in your business and in your personal persona right now, and you want to share it with the listeners. Yeah, right? it's, this, is a, um, this is a work in progress for us. So by the time that this episode is out... I will have delivered our core values to the team. And, you know, it's something that my team is going to be embracing. So this has been a journey that I've been on for, oh gosh, um, nine months, something like that. So you're going to share with us your business core values and the business core values that you're going to convey to your staff this coming week. Correct. Okay, cool. Correct. And so what we're going to talk about today is how we got from saying that we need to have core values to actually saying these are our core values. So we're going to talk about the process that we went through to get there. Okay. And what inspired you to do this, Jason? Um, I've been searching for a business system for Zangers in order to get us more unified for a long time. And, you know, figuring out who we are is um, very important. The company has grown through several acquisitions over the years, and you kind of become like this motley crew just to use the you know the band from the uh, 80s i remember them or the uh the 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 land of misfit toys i guess you know which is the frosty the snowman reference um so what you want to do is you want to say who are we because we've grown through acquisition and you kind of lose i guess maybe lose direction a little bit and and you come to the point where you've hit like a ceiling and you need to break through that ceiling and the only way to do that is to get really get unified get focused and have a clear vision and values that the whole company is following okay i'm 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 interested to hear this so is it a three step is it a five step is it a 10 step is it is it an ever evolving process that's a good question start out at the root the fundamentals of what this has meant to you and how you how you do it so I have a tendency to overcomplicate things, by the way, in case you haven't noticed that, Jim um, or Ryan. But we're both smiling. <laughs> You're both laughing. But we, at love, me. we love none the same. <laughs> so I actually went through the core value development process in two different ways. Now, I'm not saying that people should go through it these two different ways. You only need to do it one way. Um, but I happen to have gone through it two ways, and it just brought some clarification. I went through it one way based on um, a certain methodology that I adapted, and then I went through it another way. But the crux of, of what it is, is I want to make sure that everybody at the company knows that what they bring to the table matters, what they bring to work matters, that they matter, and that they have a set of values, and that they do embody a set of values that are important, and make sure that we're 
really strengthening those values because those things matter not only to the team, but also to our customers and to our partners. So that's what it all comes down to. So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about this. So what, what I did the first time that I went through it is that I actually interviewed every single person in the company. You shared that with me before. I remember yeah. you telling me when you were doing And it doing took that. a long time. Well, what's a long time? A year, two years? No, 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 six no. Six no. months? I'm just, you know, so when you've got to interview everybody in the company and 25 people work there. What, did they range anywhere from two minutes to two hours? Oh, no, I, I, I spent a good 30 to minutes to an hour with, with everybody. Okay. So, I mean, that's 25 hours right there. And, you know, as you know, you get busy during the week, so you can't right. get it all done in one week. So what was a common question during this interview process? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I went through several different questions. So there was... um. The main the main part of it that I wanted to go through was who was it in the company that you admire most for their contribution hmm. and have them name that person. Interesting. But what I actually went to before I went to that question is that I asked a harder question first. And so what that question was I didn't want to mention any names. I know names. what you're going to say. Yeah, I don't I didn't want any names and I made that very clear so without mentioning any names Think about somebody that has a quality or a trait or a value that you actually think that we should not stand for and tell me what that quality is. And how authentic of answers did you get? Um, I got very authentic answers. Okay. Did every one of those interviews, did everyone call out one person? I mean, I know they're not, not calling them out by name, right? but they did. They could they could visualize this person and they were able to convey that message. Not everyone. To, not okay. everyone did. Some, okay. people, some people weren't comfortable with the question, okay, which is good. fine. I didn't okay. want to push them. Everybody has weaknesses. Let's be honest. I mean, I even asked people to call out my weaknesses. So like one of my big weaknesses is follow through. I don't follow through with things very well. So I operationally, I need people on my team that are strong at follow through because if it was up to me to always do it, we would never get anything done. Got it. And so everybody needs to accept the fact that they do have weaknesses and we need to make sure that those weaknesses aren't the opposite of a value that we should have because if they are, then that's probably not somebody that's a good fit for the team. Got it. So those were the main two questions is the the main question being, who do you admire and what is it that you admire about them? So were you recording this? Were you taking notes? I created a spreadsheet. Okay. And, yeah. And, and then I just recorded everything in the spreadsheet. The one thing that I was also really clear about is that if they chose somebody like if they chose me or they chose uh, my dad or they chose my sister, um, pick somebody else. You know, I didn't, you can give me information on them. That's fine. But what I really want to focus on is, is somebody that's not part of the ownership. Okay. I didn't want this to be biased. I didn't want this to be a way for somebody to say something that they feel like they have to, to mention somebody that's in charge. Sure. So you garnered all this data. You know what the employees are thinking and saying. You've recorded it. So now what's the next step? with it because apparently you're going to convey all this information that you've collected. You've made a decision on where you think the company should go, right? Yep. I, I think you're kind of getting an overall barometer of the health of your business. Yeah, we're getting we're getting a barometer of the health. So during the interview process, I I, I actually did ask some other questions, um, questions that weren't necessarily related to our values. So I don't want to get too into the weeds as far as what no. those were. But um but yeah, it, we did get a general health of the company. People understood the reason why I was asking these questions. Well, I think that's the most important part of what you did. I've never done I've never gone through this particular structured process with mine, 
But what I think is when your employees know that you're investing the time and energy into doing something like this, that you want to make it a better working place. You want to create a culture that is a thriving organization. It's a team effort. Let's face it. Any well-run businesses is done through good organizational functionality and everyone's got to be on board. Um, I mean, you're, it's not going to be hundred percent all the time, but we're trying to move in that direction, right? Absolutely. And, okay. and I wanted everybody to feel that they did have value to bring to the company and that their voice does matter. Sure, absolutely. So, and that was really important. And sometimes I'm not very good at conveying that. So mm-hmm. I think it was a good opportunity to really force myself to sit down with everybody and record, write down those conversations. And then now to take it to the next level and really make those values um, uh, real. Kudos so, to you, so man. Let's, let, yeah. Yeah, not, let's, I want to hear what you're going to say on Monday. Please tell me. Well, us. Yeah, tell tell I, our listeners. I, it's a long speech, so it, it's almost like a confession, right? <laughs> it could be to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah. So um, maybe it's something that we'll record, and maybe that could be a part of a future episode. So okay. Maybe we can go there. But you asked another question. You're like, okay, so what do you do after you've collected the data? You've collected the data exactly. So you got to do something with the data yep. then, because the worst thing that you could do is collect the data and then do nothing with it. I agree. Because then they're like, well, what was the point? And then the next time you try to do something, like, well, this is a waste of time anyway. So anyway, so. You, you got to do something with the data. So the next thing that we did is, um, and this you can't do as a, as a company because it would just be too chaotic. So we got together as a leadership team and we wrote down everything that everybody said. We didn't say Joe said this, Bob Quick said Quick question. This. Sure. You had this facilitated by an outside consulting company. No, I, all this I've done myself. So oh, okay. Far. Okay. Yeah. This is not... Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I've done all this myself. Okay. So we wrote down all of the data, um, like you mentioned, write it down on a whiteboard or you can write it down on you know large pieces of paper. So a lot of people would say very similar things about the same people. So there was a half a dozen people that were mentioned by everybody and they all had very similar characteristics and there's a reason for that. So when you ask the question, it's like, okay, if you could choose one person and reproduce that person on your team in order to make the company that much stronger, who would it be? And that's the person that they mentioned. Okay, what is it about that person that you would want two of them? What are the key characteristics about that person that you think is really helping the company flourish? Exactly. Okay. So so then you're going to get all those values together. You're going to write them down on your whiteboard or your paper, and then you're going to group them together because there are going to be some very similar things there. And you're going to say, okay, this group of qualities, how can we summarize this and kind of make one word or a phrase that's very similar and that embodies all of those comments that people made? So you put those groups together. You might come up with 10 of them, let's say. Mm-hmm. Then you look at them and, and you say, okay, which ones are really not going to be our core values. Maybe there's just some kind of obvious reason for it. Maybe it's one person has this value and it's it's more aspirational. So you're never going to actually achieve it. It's it's not a core value. It has to actually be something that's realistic. You can't have a core value that is something that you're wanting to be. It's something that you already are. Does that make sense? Yeah, you don't you can't you can't fake it. Right. You can't, can't fake say, it. Let, let, I want to be a two hundred million dollar company and next Well that's not that's is not that what you mean? That's more of a vision. That's that, not a that's not a core value. So I guess as an example please give us an example. I, just, because um, I, I want you to explain it yeah. in really layman's terms on what, because some people may not know what a core value is. Right. So 
if a trait of one of your core people on the team is flexibility, and the reason I chose that is because that that's actually one of Craig Zobaris's core values that he talked about in episode number 47. 47. If that's a trait of somebody that was mentioned several times on your team and it's one of those 10 core values, but as a company, you're not a flexible company because maybe you're a high production shop and flexibility really isn't something that you can attain, that shouldn't be a core value for a, for the company. Maybe that's a value that that person has and that's great for the company, but it's not a core value for the entire company because it's something that the whole company has to embrace and has to embody. I see. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. So you're going to cross those off and you basically need to disseminate it down to as few of core values as possible. Like three to five? Yeah, three to five. We've got four. Okay. There you go. We've got four. Do you want to share what they are? Sure. I, I, I will share what they are. And b- before, I, before I do share what they are, there is another way that you can go about coming up with this core value. Let me, let me just backtrack sure. just a little bit because I really want to understand this for my own company and I want the listeners to make sure that it really resonates with them. So you collected the data, you came up with whatever trended high with the data that you received from your employee interviews, those were the ones that resonated and those are the ones three to five that you figured you were going to retain as your real true Zanger's core values going forward. Correct. Okay, good. As a leadership team, you can vote on them and say, okay, which ones truly are core values? Which ones are the most important? Which ones are the values that are going to be with us forever? Because these need to be things that are really part of who the company is now and forever. They don't change. Okay. So you really got to be careful about what you choose. Okay. Very good information. So the other way that you can go about it, if you don't have the time to interview every single person in the company, um, you could get together as a leadership team and say, okay, pick three people each as a leadership team and then list the values or the characteristics for those three people and then go through that same exercise in order to come up with your core values. Mm -hmm. We did both. Okay. And we came up with very similar core values. I'm, I'm excited to hear what they are. I bet you I could I could probably name great name them. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be wrong. Up with no, one. I don't want to be wrong. No, come up with one. Give me one. Would a core value be something like unconditional customer service? Because when I think of Zangers, I think that you guys go out of your way to exemplify the customer service experience. Great. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. So you use the word exemplary customer service. That definitely could be a um, core, core value. value. And we we actually have a core value that's very similar to that. So so you were very close. So I'll give you our core value. So our, our I'm core... writing them down. What's that? I'm writing them down because <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold you accountable. <laughs> Great. Um, so, okay. So our core values are do the right thing. Go above and beyond, be dependable, and life is great. And you know what? A few of these sound a little bit like Craig Zoberis's, especially the life is great one, because what does he say? Travel safe or travel? I think I see those as being kind of different, but um, I'm going to give you Craig Zoberis's. So Craig Zoberis, Fusion OEM's core values are strive for simplicity, show gratitude, be flexible, have fun, see possibilities, and go home safely. Yeah, that's it. Go home safely. That's what it was. But life, life is great. Go home safely is different. So life is great. Um, that's the one that 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 one. I I can understand where that could be a little bit confusing. So the one thing you have to remember though is that core values are is not for marketing. It's subjective. 
Well, yeah, it's something internal. It's something that that is part of your team. It shouldn't be something that you overtly use for marketing. And I know that like Craig does not use it overtly for marketing. He might blog on it. It might appear in different ways in, in some of his company communications, but it's not a, it's not a marketing piece. So it's something that you know is going to resonate with your team internally um, and with your partners. And it's something that your customers are going to feel when they interact with you, but you don't you don't actually use them overtly to advertise. So life is great is just about being positive. There's two things that really um, struck me and I kind of had a little of epiphany as far as the, the life is great is that it was something that my dad always used to say. So we always used oh, to- Oh, did we, your dad used yeah, to say so that? We, no so kidding. we would be sitting out um, and maybe like, you know, you know, having a glass of wine or having a beer and we'd be sitting out of the patio and he, was, and he would just be like, you know what? it doesn't get any better than this or life is great or we're really blessed or something like that. And, and it's really true. I mean, it really is. And, and it's really true when you, when you don't compare yourself, which I don't think that you should, everybody really has a reason to say that life is great. Mm-hmm. You know, things could always be worse. Oh my you know God. what I mean? If oh you, once you start comparing yourself, that's when life does not become great anymore. And that's right. what we shouldn't be doing. Um, it, it started off as actually as be positive and, I just felt that life is great was was a better way to describe it. Now, life is great also came out of a like a management or leadership kind of methodology that I had read about where you have five different levels of engagement with your team and life is great was up at the top. It went from everybody um, kind of being in it for themselves at like level one to life is great at level five. And that's one of the things that we want to strive for. Not only do we want to strive as a company to say life is great, we don't have any competition and we're serving the heck out of our customers independent of what else is going on with in the industry, but also to say just personally life is great and we really should embody that. And that's we great. walk in the door and we well, wake that, up for work Well, that's definitely a culture without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. Okay, so you've got these four that you're going to convey to your team on Monday. And so I'm your employee, got my coffee on Monday morning and I'm sitting in there and here comes Jason and I got to listen to him again. And he starts throwing all these fancy words and I really don't know what you're talking about. What's the takeaway for your employee? I mean, do you want them to write these down? Because I, I, I want to, I, I want this to work well for you, but I want to be realistic about the way it's conveyed and the way it's interpreted by your employees. And because you're spending a lot of time and effort to do this, and I would like to know how do you make it really come alive and really make it a living and breathing thing? Well, well first of all, it's living and breathing because this is not about me. This is about everybody. And these are the values that the majority of our team already embody. So we're just writing them down on paper and we're holding each other accountable for living them out on a daily basis. And these are the values that everybody wants to make real in their daily life at work. So this is not just about me saying this is what we have to do. This is what everybody says we want to do and we want to make it clear that we want to live this way on a daily basis because this is what's going to make us as individuals successful. Does that make sense? It does. It do- and I, I appreciate you, you know, sharing that with me. And, and, and I mean, we want everybody to- I want it know, to be crystal clear so I understand. Yeah, it yeah we want fully. everybody to, you know, love coming into work every day. But you you know that's not that's not a realistic thing, though, because some people do come in a bad mood, right? To a certain extent, it could be pie in the sky. You're right. But a little, you know, I, mean, I, want, I want to be realistic about this. It's a this. vision you want to strive for. Yes. Okay. 
could not agree with you more. It's a, it's a vision that you want to strive for. Let's face it. We all, you know, occasionally we don't have good things happen to us in our life. You know, the kids might have an issue. You might have an argument with your wife. Someone's fighting in your family. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a, a Debbie Downer, but I'm just trying to be... Life happens. Life happens, and, and that's one of the things that I'm going to talk about during yeah. the speech because life does happen. And I think if life is great, you're communicating to your team you know what? I'm having a hard time today. Please give me grace. I just want to take it easy through the day and I have some personal issues that I need to resolve. And if life it's is communicating, great, then everybody is going to give you grace and they're going to help you sure. through that process even when you're having a difficult time. Got it. Perfect. You said it wonderfully. Hopefully I'll say it that well on Monday. I hope. Good luck, man. So again, so let's kind of like wrap this up and um, package it really nice. Because I, I genuinely believe that what you're trying to do is really positive. It's making me rethink of how I can take what I'm learning from you, my good friend Jason, and and convey it into my uh, manufacturing company. And hopefully someday I, I can do that. Do you have like a time limit on? I, what, what's what's your call to action after after? Great question. Okay. So the call that's what it's all about. <laughs> you just asked a great question, which I didn't even expect for you to ask this or to even get into this. Um, because this is getting into little weeds a little bit, but I, I think it's a it's a fabulous question. So the call to action is to start noticing each other embodying these values and start to either write them down or call people out in that moment. So if I'm doing something and I see, you know, Armando doing something to go above and beyond, I'm going to call him out and I'm going to say, that is awesome what you're doing right now to go above and beyond for the customer. Okay, cool. And so that's the call to action for for people to do immediately. But it, it, it's peer to peer, not just it's peer to peer. It's everybody. To, yeah, it's yeah. it's everybody. It's and, all. and we're going to start doing some little things in order to reward people for taking notice of people embodying those values and cool. using those those exact words because we want to make sure that they're understanding what those words mean awesome well i wish you the best of luck man you know um i know it's a big endeavor it's gonna be and- great i'm not i'm not worried about it because this is what everybody wants so i don't right. need luck i mean they've asked me for this and this is who they are so i'm just helping to put it down on paper this this is not me saying do this this is me saying let me help you through this process of you telling me who you are and what's going to make you happy at work and deliver value to the customer final question one month from now do you regroup and do you talk about how effectively it's been implemented yeah okay yeah, I, yeah. I don't know i'm asking you is this is yeah, this your I think plan you is this part of the structure of this we need plan? to talk we need to talk about it on a monthly basis okay and on that monthly basis i'm going to call people out and i'm going to say give me an example oh so you're going to look at me if i'm your employer you're going to say jim well i first of all i don't call i've talked about this before i don't call you my employee you're okay. my teammate. Okay. 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 That's I'm just right. the guide that goes along with this. I'm the guide that's helping him through it. I'm not the dictator. And I'm going to say, give me an example. One value you point and one like teammate. I might point at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So is that... It's an, my, my parents always taught me not to point. That's I know. I shouldn't. Okay. That's bad. Yeah. It's, it could, that finger could be a weapon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, everybody's going to have 30 days to, to come up with one person and one value. Okay. So it shouldn't be that hard. Okay. Good. Cool. Awesome. You've inspired me a little bit today. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's what we're here for. So, well, it is. Equip and, and inspire. I think we're about ready to wrap it up. And I think that's a perfect segue into what we typically say at the end of our episode, that we don't know everything. You know, sometimes it may sound like we're alluding to the fact that we do know everything, but we don't. We're on this journey with you, our listeners, and... Uh, you know, I've got a few more years on Jason to share my experiences with you all. And Jason does have a lot of great, great knowledge and wisdom himself. And I'm I'm glad that I met him to be able to combine our wisdoms together and share it with this great community of metalworking leaders. Me too. Yeah. Did I say that well? You, you said that beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. So again, um, thank you for listening with us and, and going with us on this journey together. If you have any questions, please give us a call on our phone number, Jason, 312-725-0245. Ryan obviously didn't know the number. <laughs> or Jim at Making Chips or Jason at Making Chips or Ryan at Making Chips. Just let us know uh, what you're thinking about. With that, sorry, with that, if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Count me down. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, zero. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> These should be ingrained in your head. I know. I know I should. I'm having a brain fart, what the other one was. Don't fart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running him down.